I just um, want to make sure we don't overlook the gold of that video that came in one line, we like Tom's jokes. It's oh, all that we need to hear on there. Whew. Hey, we're starting a new series this week. If you're new with us, you've picked a great Sunday. First of all, it's the first Sunday of 2019. Like, you're all in line for perfect church attendance this year. How about that? So, yeah, I see you're really excited. Uh, uh, we're starting a new series. It's called I Love My Church, and we're just going to talk through some components of what does the church do? Why do we do some of these things? And then in four weeks, on January 27th, this is kind of the, the, the culmination is where we're headed, and that is to talk about who will we be as a church in 2019? Where is God leading us? Now, it's purpose that we build the teaching series to that Sunday. It's also uh, important because this coming weekend, we have our first board and spouse retreat. We're taking all the board members, their spouses. Um, I say take, we're doing it here. So, um, But we're going to have a great retreat where we just talk and pray over this idea of who are we going to be as a church. Um, and then we'll do the same thing with the staff the next weekend. And so that sermon, that teaching will kind of write itself over the next several weeks. So we ask that you'd be in prayer for that uh, as well. But for the next three weeks, we're going to talk about a few components of why do we do these things? Why does the church in general do some of these things? And the first question this week is, why does the church sing? Why do we sing, right? So in college, um, I was headed down to San Diego to this youth specialties convention. All the youth pastors and youth workers and youth ministry would come together for this uh, about three-day event. Now, you can picture a bunch of youth pastors getting together. Not a lot of work is happening in those three days. It's basically just, you know, nonstop goofy and games. But we were actually entrusted by Institute of Outreach Ministries, which was a missions component of my college, we were entrusted, my friend Bill and, and myself, to run their booth. The IOM booth was going to be run by us. Little did they know, um, they probably chose the wrong people. But we got down there and we set up our booth in the exhibit hall. You, have you ever been to these events, these big conferences? There's always an exhibit hall where there's just tables and booths and displays and things you can sign up for and samples and buy and all kinds of stuff like that. So that's where we're at. And we're set up two booths away from the Christian karaoke booth. Um, this was amazing. This is 1995. So, um, so just think uh, about the idea of a Christian karaoke booth in 1995. This was a big deal. So uh, we wanted, all we wanted to do the whole weekend is to go down there and, and play on this karaoke machine. Um, but we were being responsible in our booth, right, taking care of people who wanted to go on missions trips um, instead of just sing. So uh, um, now this is an exhibit booth or uh, exhibit hall, loud, lots of voices, lots of booths that had audio visual, so lots of sounds, overhead music going. So I thought at some point we'll slip over there and we'll sing, um, and nobody's going to hear us anyway. We'll just have a good time. Well, we decided uh, to pack up our booth on the last day. Um, traffic had kind of slowed down. Some people had headed home. And we decided this would be the time we went up to the karaoke booth. So we packed up our booth. That's all put away and nice. And um, it wasn't long. The whole place would shut down probably. So we got up there, and we put the headphones on. And you're looking at the screen, and you get the microphone. And now you're going to sing, and it's going to come through the speakers, right? But, uh, you know, it's loud. It doesn't matter. So we choose uh, an old... Christian song, you may remember it called Basics of Life. If uh, you've been around the church world for a lot by the band for it, let me just show you a clip so just you understand. This is important. We need to get back to 
Part about that video is that lead singer is not far off what my friend Bill looked like uh, then. And if the guy in the rainbow shirt is not far off what I look like then as well. Our hair was pretty close, and I imagine our wardrobe was as well. That's the song we chose. And so we got singing, and we decided we're just going to go for it, right? I mean, we are just singing it up. I'm young, um, and I uh, didn't have as much self-image back then. So, I mean, I just went for it, and we sang it loud. Now, there's a part at the end of the song where, um, unlike the first chorus there, like, they just get going, and all the voices are singing. And, I mean, for that moment, I'm telling you, I was in the band. Um, it, was, it was not for him. It was six him. And we were, all, we were all, all six of us, those four, and Bill and I, we were going at it. Now, Bill only sings in country western style, so you have to throw that in as well. I only sing in kind of screeching scat, uh, cat style, so uh, that's kind of what it sounded like, but we went for it. Here's what we've discovered. Sometime very quickly after we put these headphones on, the whole place had kind of shut down. They turned off the overhead music, and when we finished singing, we turned around, and there was about 25 people standing around now applauding us. <laughs> Not because of our gifted singing ability, but because we had entertained them very dearly the last uh, few moments. We held nothing back uh, on that song. Can I just tell you one of my greatest fears, and maybe you'll join me, is singing in public. It's having people hear my voice. Is, in fact, I, my second greatest fear here at the church is that my microphone will be left on during the music time, and I will come through the speakers. It's happened? Don't tell me that. Oh. <laughs> That would prompt you to ask what's your, your, your greatest fear, and that is that my microphone would be left on when I go to the restroom in there. Far more embarrassing. Um, why do we sing? I mean, why do we do this in the church world? Well, did you know that God has actually designed you and me? It is in our nature to praise him, to worship. Like He has actually designed us as human beings to want to worship. Now, you might say, well, what do you mean designed us to worship him? I don't know if I buy into that, Tom. Well, you see, what we do is we substitute our need and our desire to worship for all kinds of things. Like some of you, I could sit you in front of the TV when your favorite team is playing, and I will tell you at the end, you just worshiped. Uh, because you got excited in one moment, you got angry at one moment, something was thrown at another moment. Uh, just the way you interacted with that gave proof to your worship. We're designed that way. And God has actually designed all of us as natural worshipers. The question is, what do we worship? What are we worshiping, really? There's actually, I was thinking about this this week, uh, how do we worship? There's a couple ways we worship. We worship with our actions, right? What we do actually displays what we worship. So what I actually do, what I spend money on, um, our actions actually display what we are worshiping, or it's an act of worship. But there's another one, it's our voice. Like we actually declare with our voice what we worship. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's the best. We worship with our voice as well. And so it would make sense 
that in the church world, we would worship also with our voice. Here's how the, the Bible actually speaks about it in Psalm chapter 150, verse 6. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I would assume this morning you walked in here with breath, right? You won't be walking out if you don't. So you have breath, everything that has breath. Now, here's what I challenge you to do if you're, if you're interested. Go to your Google and just look up how many times the word breath shows up just in the book of Psalm. It's 150 chapters. See how many times it shows up. Then do a little reference and circle those that are tied to praise, to worship, or even to singing. And you'll see how many of these we actually are, are called to use our breath, to use our voice, to actually declare praise and worship and to even sing. So we use our voices. That's one of our key ways besides actions that we worship. But why sing, right? Why do we sing? Now, I would guess for most of you, if you're like me, unless you're a musician, you go nowhere. You don't interact with any other group in your life and you guys sing, right? Like you don't show up at work in the morning and like your boss is like, everyone gather around. We're going to sing the company motto before we get out on the floor. Uh, You know, like that, that doesn't happen. You don't go to your gym. I've never been to my gym where my coach has said, everybody get together. We're going to sing some you know, some pump-up songs for us, and then we're getting out there and we're going after it. You know, it, you don't sing anywhere else, but then you come into the church world, especially if maybe you're new here this morning, and you're like, oh, we're going to sing for a half hour? Well, why do we sing? So I just want to walk through this outline, and if you got in here this morning, you're like, oh, I didn't get one of those. I'd like to fill out the blanks, because I learned last week in our Ask a Pastor session how incredibly important it is that I fill out every blank for you. So I will do that this morning. It will be incredible celebration when the final blank is filled. There will be sirens and and happy clapping and confetti from the ceiling because you will have all your blanks filled in. If you'd like one of these, uh, slip up your hand. Pastor Anson will bring one to you, and and you can kind of track along. I want to just share three quick things that I think the Bible actually teaches us about why we actually sing in our worship as well. Here's the first one. Uh, If you're following along, we sing because God invites us to. Like the God of all creation, the Almighty God has actually invited us in to sing, to declare his praise through singing. Take a look at this verse. It comes again from the book of Psalm, chapter 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name, proclaim his salvation day after day, declare his glory among the nation, his marvelous deeds among all peoples, for great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. So you can see this connection and this tie between singing and praise, and another word that shows up there, declare. In fact, if you were to break down in Hebrew, the words that actually uh, we get the word sing or declare, they actually come from the same word. It's, it's the same kind of root there. And so this word is actually saying declare and sing is kind of similar. So you might go, see, Tom, I can declare. I can just say it. I don't need to go around singing this. So quit making me stand up and sing, right? But you got to understand what the Hebrew under, uh, meaning of declare is. Like when they talked about declare, they would declare in like verse or prose, um, almost poetically. 
In fact, it's how we get the book of Psalm and in the book of Proverbs as well. You'll see how they talk. In fact, if you go through the history books of the Old Testament and you actually see they're talking about story and history, every once in a while, someone will stand up and they'll give a a speech. And you will see how the speech is written in kind of this verse and prose. And that's kind of the word declare in the Hebrew language. So sing and declare, you can see how closely they're tied together here. God invites us into that. He invites us to sing and to declare in this way together. It's actually a way that we express our thanks and our gratitude to God is that we would sing back to him or we would declare back to him and we're offering thanks, gratitude as we are receiving from him. Here's the second way. Singing is a way to focus and not forget. It's a way to focus, not forget. Let's go back to your, your study days. Maybe some of you, you're still in school right now, so you know all about this. But can you remember a time when you studied and you walked away and you're like, I have no idea what I just studied. I, I, I'm in total panic mode. I don't know what I studied. Or you showed up to the test and you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't even know what test I'm taking, right? And you get very confused. Um, and you're like, I studied. I mean, I read through that type of stuff. I flipped those pages. I tried to memorize a list, and it just didn't come together for you, right? Uh, you all know, right? You remember. I remember in Greek class in college, my junior year, the parsing of Greek words, the Greek verbs, I could not figure it out. Like, I knew the words, but I could not figure out how to keep an order to them. And so when I was looking at a sentence, I'm like, I have no idea how to parse this verb. I just threw ing on the end. That doesn't really work in the Greek language. That's English, if you, if you didn't know. And so I really struggled uh, for a little while in that. Do you know that we actually do this with God at times? Like, like with God, there, there are these times where we hear something or we're challenged with something or maybe in a setting like a sermon, we, we are, we're taught something and we walk away and we just kind of forget it. Or we read a verse and we're like, don't worry, but go to God in prayer. And we're like, man, that's powerful. That's what I need. And we walk right out and the first situation in our life, we just go into total worry mode, right? It's like we forget right away when the real life test hits us. Here, what we find in God's word is he says, praise the Lord. This is Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, my soul. And what? Forget not all his benefits. Like the psalmist is actually saying, if you would praise the Lord, if you would declare to the Lord, and even in singing, if you would praise him and worship him in this way, it actually is a way to keep us from forgetting all that God has done in our life. All the benefits God has to offer our life helps come out in the way we praise him and the way we we show him worth and we declare him. Singing just helps do do this in our life. Do you remember uh, back to the Greek, uh, right? Having trouble with that. So guess what I did? I put it to just a little melody, just the parsing of the Greek words to a little melody, right? O-S-A, amen, et usi. That's the most I'm ever going to sing for you from this stage, right? And, and I remember it to this day, I remember, that's 1994, and today I can remember that jingle, OSA, Amanitousi. I have no idea how to use them in a sentence. I've forgotten all of that stuff, but I remember those. In fact, when somebody comes up to me now and says, oh, you know Greek? I say, oh, of course I do, OSA, Amanitousi. And they go, wow, wow, he really speaks Greek. They have no idea that I'm just giving them the, uh, you know, parsing of Greek verbs. That's all they're getting there. Um, 
putting to a jingle is powerful. Music just does that. So you can see how important it is. When we come together and we lift our voices and we declare and we even sing, it helps us focus. Sometimes when we sing, I'll read a word or I sing a word on the screen, and I'm like, that's the word for me this morning. I'm sure I'll enjoy the sermon. I'm sure I'll enjoy the rest of the service, but that was the word for me. And there's something about singing it and hearing it that way that it sticks. Now, I was a big metal guy or, or more glam metal guy back in the 80s. Um, so uh, some of you guys, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You love those, those songs, you know. Some of you are lying right now. I see you doing this, and I, I know. There's pictures of you. Um, so, but every once in a while, I'm in a conversation with somebody, and they'll say, like, uh, you know, they'll, they'll just combine two or three words together, not even intending, but I will remember an 80s metal lyric, and I'll start singing in my head. I'm smart enough not to sing it out loud to them, but in my head, I'm singing it. That's what music does. Music is just a powerful and effective way to get God's word into our head and into our heart as well. Music just does that, and it's a powerful way. Hey, number three, let's take a look at it. I think this is, this one's so significant. Singing unifies us as a church. I actually believe this with all my heart, that singing actually unifies us. Now, you might go, whoa, wait a second, Tom. I've been in the church world long enough that I know music is a great divider in churches, right? I want to sing this way. I don't want to sing that way. I want to keep doing the hymns. I don't want to do those praise choruses. There's nobody on drums this morning. No, I don't even want to be here. You know, I, there's so many, and you're right. Music has been divisive. But you know what's really the core of that divisiveness? Selfishness. It's not praise. It's not worship. When we stand together and we actually sing, we are declaring as a church together the praise of God. We're declaring the promises of God together. You know, I don't know about you, but I don't really have an interest in coming on Sunday morning as our praise team is so good. The music is outstanding. Musicians are gifted. The voices are great. But I don't want to come and have a concert on Sunday morning. In fact, some of the most powerful things is when I'm sitting here in the front row and somebody up here steps back from their microphone. And guess what I hear? It's like stereo all around me. I hear your voices. That's powerful. Now, listen, I know there's a risk in it, right? I'm singing here this morning, and we sang one uh, chorus there that I'm like, I'm not quite sure how that goes. I'm just going to, you know, I guess guess along here, right? And I'm thinking, Marcus over there might hear my voice. <laughs> I'm a little nervous if Marcus has a good voice and he hears my voice. Um, I don't know, you know? I realize you might feel that and think that, but I want you to think from a different perspective. I want you to think about God's people for just a few moments, unifying and declaring the praise of God in one voice. Somebody over here has an outstanding voice, yes. Yeah? Somebody over here is me. It, do it doesn't matter. It blends together to this beauty. It's almost like if you look at a forest, how beautiful the forest is, but if you were to walk into it, You'd see trees that are leaning. You'd see trees that have limbs on one side and none on the other. You'd see some that are all the way down on the ground, right? But when you step back and you see this together, it's an amazing force. So when we declare, it actually unifies us. Listen, we just live in a society and a culture today, especially here, it feels like in the U.S., that seems disunified. I mean, I, I've been a, a, a legal adult for 27 years, Right? I don't remember a time where it feels like so politically divisive as it does in this 
day and age. I don't know what the answer on all of those sides are, but I know when we come together as a church, whether it's acoustic Sunday like this morning, we have a full band, you know, we sing a hymn, we sing a praise chorus, whatever, for God's people to stand and to unify and declare his promises is powerful. A couple weeks ago, I actually told you that, um, that it's when God's people gather together that we're in the presence of God's people that people far from God actually get impacted when they see people praising and worshiping together. It's powerful. There's not a lot of places you can go and see something like that. Do you remember back, uh, We Are the World? Do you remember this recording? Way back. I'm sorry, I'm going way back this morning. 1985, We Are the World. It came. Now, it didn't matter if you were into this style of music, you know, this kind of rock pop. It doesn't matter if you were into that. That song, for some reason, resonated across different genres. In fact, it was 53 different musicians came together. You can go research it, look through the list, and you will see people from all over different varieties of music that came together to sing this song, We Are the World. Now, you would love for me to sing a little bit of that for you. It's never going to happen. So you just go and listen to it yourself. There was something about the song that was unifying. It was a declaration of something that's a deep desire of our heart, this unity, peace, and connection. When we come together as a church and we would declare God's praises and sing those aloud in one voice, it is as if we are claiming the promises of God. And I don't know about you, I need to be reminded of the promises of God because the world will throw hard stuff at me. You know what? Songs can actually draw us to God. There's no doubt about it. But there's actually something beautiful as well when we let our walk with God actually flow and overflow into our worship. In fact, the goal of these songs and the words we sing, it's really to be an overflow of what's going on in our heart already. So it's not so much that we just want to say, hey, let's get them here. Let's organize these songs in a certain way, and we'll really get them excited about God this morning. No, what's more powerful is that if you're engaged with God in worship all throughout your week, then you come, and together, out of our overflow, we are praising God with what God's doing in our life. That's powerful. It's as if we come, and what we really bring is a sacrifice of praise. Just like in the Old Testament, when they needed to bring their sacrifice to the altar, we are bringing a sacrifice of praise. We are bringing ourselves in praise before God every Sunday. And that's powerful. True worship is really about what you do regardless of how you feel. You've just decided this is who I am to praise God and to lift him up. I know there's some mornings where you come and and you don't feel it quite the same way. But to declare his praise is powerful. Or you come one morning and go, I don't really like that song. Why did they do that song, you know? But there's something powerful I can't tell you how many times in my listening of like Christian radio, a song has come on and I go, it's a new song. And I say, I don't know. I don't think I like that one. Where is Christian music going? You know, but then I just keep listening. I just decide I'm just going to push past that and keep listening. And before I know it, in several weeks down the road, I'm like, man, that song is really touching. That really touches me and ministers to me. And I forget entirely that I didn't like it the first time. You know, like maybe my kids will say, hey, uh, didn't you say you didn't like this song? I never said that. It's a wonderful song. It's what we do, regardless of how we feel. We come and give our praise 
to the Lord. So here's the takeaway this morning. Just a little bit of a challenge for you this morning. Men, can I just talk to you before I jump into this? Um, Men, we are sometimes the culprits. Um, I, I may be just like you. Like, I might go visit a church somewhere, right? And they have wonderful music. We sing five songs for 25 minutes. But in my head, I'm sitting there thinking, let's, let's get to the teaching. I just I want to hear the teaching this morning. I'm kind of drawn that way. I'm wired that way. Love the teaching, right? You might be like, love the music. I am all into this. This is wonderful. And I guess we'll tolerate Tom when he gets up there. You know, kind of, it, it, however you're wired, it's fine, right? But guys, here's what we do sometimes. We stand. We're, in, we're into it in our heads. Like We're like, that's a good song. They, they're gifted musicians. I like this song. But this is what we look like. No. We're not quite engaged. Here's what I want to say. You may say, but Tom, I'm really not into singing. I'm really not a big... It's okay. See, we're not listening to the radio. You're not in your car at work. You're not in your shower, you know, listening or whatever. We're praising God. And I want to challenge you this morning, especially men, to move from spectator to participant. To actually make a conscious decision that you would say, I'm going to let my lips move. You know, I'm just going to let them move. There may not be enough voice that comes out for the person next to me to hear yet. That's okay. Make a step, right? And get the lips moving and just start singing along. There's just more to be had in worship when we would engage in worship. And listen, I'm not a praise team member. I'll never be in my life. This is the only time... You're going to get hurt. This is the only time Anson lets me on stage when I get to come up and and teach. Um, And so, guys, I get it. But you're going to find me down here declaring and worshiping and the mouths moving because there's something that happens every week. Here's a couple uh, challenges, too. Maybe these these fit for you. I want to encourage you, listen to Christian music. Maybe all month long of January, you just say, I'm going to listen to Christian music all month long. I'm going to choose a Christian radio station, or I do Spotify, or whatever you do. I'm going to go Christian music. Now, this morning, you might say, Tom, it's not a sin to listen to secular music. That's not what I'm arguing, right? Um, I've, got a, I've got some old school jams, you know, that pop up on my uh, Spotify as well. But there's no doubt that there's something that draws me to God in Christian music that non-Christian music can't do for me. And so what if this month you said, I'm just going to just shut it all out. I'm just going to focus on some Christian music this month. Whether it's a K-Love or an Air One or something on your playlist, and I'm just going to focus in my praise in a different way. Here's the second thing. I I want you to choose to sing, not stare. That you're actually going to choose to sing, but I want you to go beyond Sunday morning. I want to actually, that phrase, sing, not stare, to be broadened over the course of your week. That you would think, like, I'm not just going to come on Sunday morning, and I will, because Tom asked me, I will move my mouth for five songs, but as soon as I'm out of here, you know, I'm out. Um, I want to encourage you all week long to sing to the Lord. Now, it may be in your work setting, singing out loud is not appropriate, so don't do it, right? Um, But however you can do it, just declare praise all week long to the Lord. Whether it's in your mouth, your actions, or you sing, declare your praise all week long. Here's what I think, and the Word of God tells us this. I don't think it'll return to you void. Like at the end of the week, if you would choose to be intentional about your praise of God, whether in actions, voice, 
you know, in song or declaring or maybe just even simply saying, I think it'll be of value at the end of the week. It certainly won't be a waste of your time. So I want to encourage you. That's my challenge. That's our takeaway this morning. So here's what I want to do. I want to pray for you and just kind of end this teaching. And then I want to share a couple things that are going on. Then we're going to sing one more song. The praise team is going to kind of send us out singing one more. And it's a song called Never Gonna Stop Singing. We've sung it here several times. But if you're newer or you're just like, I, I, I was eating donuts during that um, or whatever, and you just don't know this song, great opportunity. Just jump into it, right? And get the mouths moving. I would like this to be like the most boisterous we've ever been at a closing song, right? Let it get a little rowdy this morning as we go out uh, worshiping the Lord. So let me pray first. Father, thank you uh, for this morning. And Lord, I, I thank you that this gift of music, this gift of singing, and Lord, whether it, it's a gift you've given for some to stand on a stage and lead others, or whether for some of us, the confines of the shower is much better. Father, you've called us to declare with voice, who you are, what you've offered us, and what we're willing to do back for you, Lord. So, Father, would you help us this week? If, Father, for anyone in here, just the challenge of raising the worship level through declaration is appropriate, Lord, would they grab hold of that challenge and walk out of here and say, I'm going to put that into practice. I'm going to be intentional about that this week. Lord, if it would be simply inspiring us to move our mouths and to join in the unity of the church to sing and declare your praise, would you have us do that and own that and be intentional today? And then, Father, I also want to pray, Father, as we have our guests that we're inviting, Lord, people that we love in our lives, people that we would love to come and to experience what we've experienced in you, Lord, we're praying that something as simple as singing and unifying in voice would be a deep impact to them in their spiritual journey. So, Lord, send us out with those challenges. We pray this all in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, as Pastor Anson mentioned before, we have uh, our cards. They look like this. 